excuse me. Look, I ordered one good burger with nothing on it. And that's what I gave you. No, you gave me a bun. Just a bun. Look, there's no meat in here. But you said you wanted nothing on it. Yes, well, I expected a meat patty. Dude, a meat patty is something. You said nothing. Fizz, is a meat patty something or nothing? Uh, something? I win. All right, that rips it. I am reporting your name to the manager. The manager already knows my name. Oh, I'll see you in hell. Okay, see you there. Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode we'll be talking into movies and occasionally the odd television show to chow down some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else we can get our hands on. I'm your host Jordan, the bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and as always, or, well it's not been always because it's been a few weeks he's left me, it's the one and only UK's number one competitive eater, and my co-host as he, he likes to be known these days, Bid Meets Food! Now we're back together <laughs> forever. I'm back. I thought I might be getting the blame, but um, yeah, it just <laughs> feels good to be back. It's cold back here. It's nice and warm in Canada, but um, it's good to be back in the warmth of your company. Oh, you're very cute sometimes. Bless yeah. you. It, I was being facetious, but okay, you can take <laughs> the sincerity if you like. Yeah, well, you've you've been missed. We had we had a little bit of a break, didn't we? Did that? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that double episode killed me. Did you say that I was saying McCulkin at one point during several times? You yeah. said you said you, I was like, is, he, is this intentional? You, start, you just start instead of saying Macaulay Culkin, he's like, oh yeah, McCulkin. I'm like, what you is that like McLovin or something? Like, you, you, it's like your your little pet I, name I, for I would him? I would like to say that that was some sort of like fun thing that I just smashed his name together just because it's fun to say. It's not. My brain was just like it was just right. mush. We we sat like three or four hours yeah, in total it. with preparation. Doing and it doesn't sound like there's much effort that goes into this, but that was that was rough. <laughs> it was hard, but we, we did it for you guys because uh, apparently people do listen to this now. So I know, you we, keep telling me we're getting some reviews, we're getting like reviews and stuff. It's I mean, it's I, exciting I times. Know. It's exciting times. We've got merch. I got you a shirt. You yeah, know, actually don't say I don't ever get you all. It looks good, doesn't it? I'm not I mean, trying to hock it because like, you know me. I, I'm not really a, the sellout type, but I'm I'm looking at this t-shirt now. Uh, even when Jordan's wearing it, right, and you know he doesn't fill out a t-shirt. Let's put it that way. So it's, it's not <laughs> the most flattering of models, but um, it looks nice. I'm definitely gonna good wear it. Good quality in it. In private, but you know I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually um, I went to a live podcast. Um, well, it wasn't like a live recording, but it was a show um, that my missus is into. Um, I don't know if anyone listens to it um, in the UK. It's Help I Sexted My Boss. It's got that Jordan North Radio One DJ. Is like the guy from it. I went to go see that. Uh, first of all, demographic wise, was just all women. Like it was a lot of women. Like a lot of like student aged girls like swooning over this Radio One DJ. I was gonna but say, I was not, considering not wrong with that. I, I was mean... considering wearing my my merch because they were selling their own merch. It's twenty or thirty quid they were selling t shirts for. Ooh. Get ours for a nice crisp ten pound plus postage and stuff so not yeah. a bad deal but i was gonna wear it and try and like advertise but i don't think anyone there would have probably been our demographic unfortunately well you including know. my missus let's, let's not let's not <laughs> fucking pigeonhole people jordan right i mean they could be they may, yeah may well be and if you're going to something with if, if predominantly the, the the audience for this event was mostly women it probably means it was worth attending <laughs> 
you fucking sexist. <laughs> I wasn't being sexist. Yeah, just in case that came across like that, it, I wasn't, I promise. Well, I think what you're trying to say is that it was an event which appealed, appealed predominantly to the fairer sex. Yes. And that you felt out of place, is that what you're saying? Uh, just because I don't really listen to the podcast, I felt oh, right, out okay. of place. Well, you're intimidated bits. by the presence of lots of women, though. <laughs> anyway, before I, I send myself down a rabbit hole that I don't want to be sent down, uh, we're here to talk about, well... A film that you had never watched before, but also you sounds like you'd never want to watch it again. I've, I wish, I wish I I've watched would. it as a kid and then rewatched it now, and I, I still quite enjoyed it for what it was. Um, so what are we talking about this week? We are talking about Good Burger, otherwise known as The Vehicle, a, a pointless vehicle for, for Keenan and Kel of <laughs> you know late 90s fame. So God knows why we're doing this fucking 25 years later, <laughs> pardon my French, but yeah, that we're doing the, the film known as Good Burger. We, we are indeed. Um, should we just jump straight into the general stuff? Is there all else you want to say in this bit? I mean, the, the film does not have much structure, so I don't think we're going to need... Luckily for us, seeing as though we're, we're not the most professional of, of podcasters, <laughs> um, we could probably just dive straight into it, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, um, this one again, because it's just kind of all over the place in terms of it's, it's a fast food restaurant thing, there's not really any iconic scenes. We'll just round up some key food scenes to talk about later, but let's jump into the general stuff first. I can see that you missed that. <laughs> yeah, man. Bopping away. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I, I guess what we normally do is um, I would throw it over to you to try and tell people what this film is about. Do you I'll, wanna... still, I'll still do that, yeah. even though I hated the film, if you like. Yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd like you to do that, because I think your unique take on how you felt about this film will probably seep into <laughs> your synopsis. It might a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right, so here we go. The picture of the scene, it's 1997, I think. Am I right? Somewhere around then? That is correct. Yeah, 1997. Yeah. And um, yeah, you've got... I don't know what their second names are. At the risk of being ill-prepared, like that... Re- uh, Kel, Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson? Keenan and Kel. Um, and they, you know, they've, they've got a lot of success from the Nickelodeon show, I think. So I think that started around the same time as this film. There was on oh. a show before that that this film is based on, just in case you didn't know, I didn't. a sketch show called All That, which was kind of a Nickelodeon version of SNL, um, but like for kids. And they, they had a segment set in Good Burger that starred them too. Oh. That's how they got their spin-off show, Keenan and Kel, and then they made this film. I thought it was the other way around. I thought this maybe was just some kind of... Uh... Pointless film made after they got successful. Anyway, point of the, Keep the, going. the fact is, yeah. <laughs> so they they play two characters who are not like best mates at the start of the film. They're estranged people. They don't know each other at the beginning yep. of the film. And um, Kel is the he's got like some bizarre bob going on in this film, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's odd. Um, but anyway, he works at a place called Good Burger, right? Which is like a McDonald's. Um, and it, it's implied that they're not faring too well. Um, largely because of the ineptitude of their staff, predominantly <laughs> yeah. him. And um, to make matters worse, there's a, a a new fast food chain which looks all shiny and snazzy, which is opening across the street from them called Mondo Burger, um, which is implied is going to take all their custom. You know, I mean they're going to they're they're all going to be out of a, a job. So that's the central plot. And what happens is, um, Keenan is uh, he's kind of like a slacker kid just getting out of school for the summer holidays. He's driving a car without a license for reasons unknown. Yep. And he's driving down the street and uh, Kel crosses the street, you know, in a state of 
I don't know, or whatever you know you call it, a stupefied obliviousness. Yep. And it causes even. Yeah, on rollerblades too. Yeah, remember them when they were fashionable? Yep. I could never do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he causes this kind of car accident, meaning uh, Keenan crashes into his teacher's car, wrecks it, or a teacher's car, um, and he then has to pay for that, for which he has to get a summer job, which then leads him to working at the same place as Kel, and as I always end these things, hijinks ensue from that point and you get the rest of the film. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I'm pretty impressed. That was pretty good to say that you uh, you clearly paid some attention to it even though you was messaging me like constantly during your your watch of this going, oh my God, what is this? Yeah, when this? you made me watch, I thought I'd better commit it to memory. Is, you know, <laughs> I don't want to watch it for no reason. No, very, very impressive uh, summary there. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, that's that, in a nutshell, that is it. So should we talk about sort of what we normally do, which is like, I don't know, who directed it, who was in it? Because there's some interesting people in this, some some people that you got quite excited about who were not quite in it, but we'll get to that because it links to the facts as well. Because there's some facts for this one as well. I've missed, I've missed those facts, mate. I, I, I was sat <laughs> kind of thinking, what's missing from my life right now? Some fucking pointless trivia. <laughs> You'll never use again. <laughs> that is that is just that is. Do we get to play budget and box office too? Oh, we've got budget and box office. Oh, we've got no jingle God. yet, though. I need to. I need to get onto my man, Hi Honey, about a jingle for uh, budget and box office. I think okay. that'll be up his street. Right. Um, so cast wise, as mentioned, you have got Keenan and Kel, Kel Mitchell, and Keenan Thompson. For those who don't know, or. Rather, not that don't know, I don't know if you've ever come across this, I've come across it a lot, where there's rumours all the time that Kel committed suicide and he's dead and he, like, you know, like on the internet, there's always like a fake rumour about someone's like died. kind of thing, yeah, yeah. But it's him like every four years, it's like just because he's disappeared to the earth, everyone's like, he died, let's start a suicide rumour. He isn't dead, he's still alive, he's very much still fine. Alive. He's just, career-wise, compared to as much... Has Keenan done anything? Um, Keenan is actually... Um, so I'll just finish off the Kel bit. So Kel hasn't done much else, but he was the voice of one of the cartoon dogs in Clifford the Big Red Dog, which technically is some form of success, but... Like, what a credit, yeah. Other than that, he did want to join SNL. Um, I found out doing the research for this... Um, his audition didn't go too well and he didn't get picked up, but Keenan did. Keenan is actually the longest running cast member in the show's history. He joined SNL in 2003 and he's still part of it now and he's just got a Hollywood Walk of Fame hand thing for for his comedy well, efforts. Let me say, of the two, he is the more talented. So the SNL people, <laughs> at least, yeah. I can see if you have to pick one of them, you ain't picking kill, put it that way. Yeah, there's more range to Keenan, I guess. I enjoyed Kel in Keenan and Kel. I mean, it, who who doesn't love orange soda? I knew guys? you were say that. Goddamn, <laughs> knew it. Um, or, you know, Fanta or Tango, I guess. Tango, yeah, over yeah. here. Um, Keenan was also in Snakes on a Plane, if you cast your mind back. He's in that film. Cast my mind back. Having never seen it, that would not help me. <laughs> um, we've got Sinbad, uh, who plays Mr. Wheat, who is his teacher. You know what? As soon as Sinbad showed up, I thought, it's, it's all right now. Things are going to be okay. <laughs> They're going to be all right, baby. We, we got Sinbad in there because, of course, to me, his most notable work is Jingle All The Way. Yep, got it here. Which <laughs> we'll be doing soon enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, even though he is good in it, he's Sinbad playing Sinbad. Um, he's playing a weird version. Like, he's got this weird hippie obsession, sort of like 70s. He's like, playing like a shaft, shaft style. Yeah, well, he plays shaft. the shaft music doesn't it which yeah. I, I actually on on my sort of watch through of this i do make occasional notes for it and on it that comes up and it does the da -da 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 -da, or whatever it is as he leaves and he's like stood there like admiring himself in the doorways uh, keenan's made that reference to him and i'm just like who is this for 
Who, who is who is that? That it's probably the parents that have taken the kids to the film because it's not like they're not going to understand. Surely, even in '97, uh-huh. who that is? No, probably not. It was just it was just a weird, just a weird reference. Um, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, jingle all the way. Um, you've got um, quite. So this is where this this cast is weird. So you've got Abe Vigoda. Now I'm going to say it now, and I want to watch these films specifically because we're doing this podcast, and there is food scenes that we've been, you know iconic and told about but Abe Vigoda who plays the old man Otis is in The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2 in like a role like a reoccurring role yeah. and he's in this it's so weird like how have they even managed to I think he was kind of a journeyman actor though wasn't he didn't he do quite a lot of um... it, it seems like him and the only other thing I recognise him from is the animated Batman film one of the best animated Batman films by the way um, what The Mask do? of the Phantasm that was uh... what did they draw him in that uh, well, he's, no, he's, 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 he's plays, plays a character, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, voice. So. He's not like in it as Abe Vigoda <laughs> slash Otis from Good Burger. I mean, that'd be pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I was quite, yeah, because I thought I recognised him. And then when I did the research, I was like, all right, well, I haven't seen, like, you know, I hold my hands up. I haven't seen The Godfather. I haven't had like nine hours worth of my life to put towards it as of yet. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one for me. I just thought it was quite a high profile. You've been attacked by a, a, a beard HQ fly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought like we'd a... exterminated all those. <laughs> just a little one, tiny one. <laughs> um, don't, don't mind me. Also, I found out that when he was doing this, um, I think Keenan had been quoted at the time saying that Abe was like doing all of the running around. So there's a scene later where they're in like an asylum yeah. and he was running around like jumping over fences and stuff and he was like in his 70s. Um, and when he makes the quote about I should have died years ago, it's in reference to the fact that I think some kind of publishing at the time had said that he died Oh, when right. he was still alive, so it was like a meta. Again, who's that for? I don't. I don't know. But obviously, adults again. I guess taking it to watch with the kids. Um, but yeah, thought it was interesting. And then it starts. So you've got like Shah Jackson, who plays Monique, who's his love interest, Keenan's love interest, who was yeah. in Moesha, which was like a, a sitcom show during the nineties. Um, I only know because I binge watched sister sister recently with my partner and that came wow. up as a recommended and wow. i was like i'm not i'm not doing this again <laughs> speaking of sister sister you've got marquez houston who is literally in it for the car when it gets crashed and then he runs off and leaves him and that's the guy who plays roger from sister sister you've got Shaq in this just, yeah just, i get the uh, feeling they're blue I, I don't know how close i'm gonna get with budget or box <laughs> office but that's all gonna throw a spanner in the works yeah i'm not assuming that's, well, that's well, all I, the budget i messaged you because i'd forgotten that he was in it and i was just like he just he just loves money, doesn't he? he just like don't matter Who what it is, it? he'll just turn up and be in something as yeah. himself. He seems like he's always a happy-go-lucky guy, though. Like he's just like shit. I don't, I'm happy to be asked to be in this as long as you pay me bags of money. I'll be in it. It's just incredibly like self-referential, though, isn't it? I feel like he just knows, and it it comes across in any scene that he's ever in in any film that he is there because he's getting paid. Not like I know an actor gets paid to be there, but he knows why he's there. And it just comes across in his uh, air quotes acting. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That he's just he's just shilled for for the dollar. <laughs> Can't blame the guy. Um, you've got right. So the interesting one. I messaged you saying Mr. Bailey, who is played by Dan Schneider, isn't all that great in this. He's quite a wooden. Uh, he's the, he's the manager of Good Burger. Yeah. Um, the he's, he's a big lad, isn't he? He's a bit of a it's big, partly, big yeah, bloke, partly partly bloke. but um which they're kind of playing off because it's a fast food restaurant i guess haha ha, very funny yeah. um not a great actor but this guy literally 
created my childhood. So he is like the writer, creator, and producer. Yeah, he's my dad. <laughs> uh, he's the writer, creator, and producer of pretty much all the sort of 90s and early 2000s Nick shows. So I guess I'm going to re- read off some of these. You're going to look at me and go, what the hell are you on about? I didn't about? have Sky, but, I wasn't rich enough. So, so iCarly, Drake and Josh, The Amanda Show, Zoe 101, Keenan and Kel. He, he was involved in like all of their spin-off films, shows, everything that they did. Uh, you know, Amanda Baines, obviously troubled actress these days, but at the time, like early 2000s, really big, quite famous. So this guy like just was a powerhouse for Nickelodeon and just decided to chuck himself in it. Um, he didn't He didn't actually make this, I don't think. He might have produced it with a director who was a guy called Brian Robbins. I couldn't find anything about this guy. So I don't imagine that the, uh, the offers to direct other films were flooding <laughs> in after this one. Let, let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah. Well, Dan did pretty well like, before, during, and after, but you, you went into like producer, writer, esque oh. roles for those shows. And then, then we get to the weird stuff. So we've got Linda Cardellini, who um, plays Heather, who you got really excited about when oh, you yeah. realised she was in it. This is um, it's kind of part of the facts thing, but we're going through actors. This is her first ever cinematic role. That, so you can true? put that down. Like, you... you, you Really like I I really like it to be fair. Um, known for such things as playing Velma in Scooby Doo. She was in Brokeback Mountain. Um, she's Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers films. Yeah, she was in the Founder that we she's watched. Out, she's out of Hawkeye's league. I'm not having that. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> Poor Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Don't give me, I, I like Jeremy Renner, but no, I'm not buying that. And then she was in the Founder that we watched. Uh, was that um, episode two? I believe we did the Founder. So if you haven't listened to that episode, jump back to that and. Uh, see what we had to say but yeah that was that was weird for me because i didn't even realize and you messaged me i was like is she in this and then when i looked it up i was like oh fucking hell yeah <laughs> she, she turns up in the nut house at the yeah. end yeah she does um and she's got a kinship to uh ed because he's also slightly crazy but, but, yeah, it, a little bit, but yeah. it never builds on it it never builds past that point which is slightly frustrating well, it's a kid's film. I don't think they could what do you think they would have been the throes of passion no like, i just mean or... more like um because he's a bit of a Dumbo, like, you know, just to have, like, uh, some sort of stupid romance to counteract Keenan's. Oh, you wanted some, some kind of uh, just closure like what, to that story Just, like, two dumb line. people dating, sort oh, of right. thing, or trying to date. Not like, I don't want them in the throes of passion, as you just described. Something a little bit more, um, what's, that, um, what's the word? Safe? Something a little safe, bit Safe, really. yeah, uh, we'll go with safe. Um, Ron Lester, who played Spatch, who um, is, is, yeah, it's the Spatch cook. It's the guy that cooks, who doesn't say a single line in this film apart from just grunts and groans. He was in Not like Another Teen cooks. Movie and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, and then he's been in nothing since. Poor guy. Not, you can't maybe, really maybe expand your career doing that. Maybe he got out. He got out and went, we're saying poor guy. Maybe that's what he wanted all along. And then, and then the other one that's not even credited in this film because it was her first role as well um, is Carmen Electra in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Carmen Electra is her first ever film role as well. Um, I was reading up on this that she originally came to Hollywood. She just wanted to be a dancer, and that's what she trained like her entire life to be. And I don't know how she ended up in this film, but because it showed that she had sort of like a slapstick sort of comedic side, she's okay in this. She's not terrible. Yeah. She's just all right. As like uh, sort of like the seductive, um, the seductress. Yeah, the su- yeah. seductress trying to get the. Uh, we'll talk later, but something from Ed. Um, but obviously, he's not too his, clever, so he don't his quite. Sauce. His sauce. Get his sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but keep your minds out the gutter. We're talking about burger sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 
she um, then got her roles in like the scary movie films because of uh. Good Burger. So even though you didn't like this film, there, there is a bit of like cinematic history involved with a couple of people. I don't attribute the fact that I don't like it to the people in it. It's it's the fact that the writing is horrendous. <laughs> uh, the jokes are just never funny. I mean, literally <laughs> never. Um, Do you not even think like six-year-old, seven, eight-year-old you would... No. no, I think even then I was probably precociously smart enough to not. Like, not what are you trying it. to say about me? <laughs> I just I don't even understand how I, even a kid would find it funny. Maybe like they would laugh at Kel's voice the first time he uses it because he's doing some weird approximation of like Oscar the Grouch and like Beavis and Butthead. He's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, welcome yeah. to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I talk your order, please? <laughs> Like, yeah, it what? is pretty much spot on that. I think he's um, initial. So that character, as I mentioned before, is from the show All That. They do the Good Burger segments in that, and his first audition for that show to get into it, he did that role or that voice, and it was supposed to be kind of like a dude voice. But then he's kind of gone from having it to be a dude voice, and then he's he's doubled down on the dumbassness of what some you know hypothetically what some dude 90s type people were like he's just gone like full ham towards like being a complete moron yeah with that voice um so should we play your favorite game your nice. new favorite game oh you got well excited there <laughs> only because it's, i've got no i don't even know where i'm gonna start with this <laughs> oh well, you might be uh, well I, I can't really give out away i was gonna say quite surprised but we'll, we'll see we'll see so um no jingle but budget hit me <laughs> This is made in 97, yeah. Made in 1997, yeah. It has the, a, a level of CGI, which I could quite literally produce on the green screen <laughs> oh, yeah. that I've got about seven, 17 feet away. T- totally, yeah, yeah. So, but remember, for 1997, remember, it's got a bit of Nick money behind it because it was one of their first feature straight-to-cinema type films. Yeah, but I'm also trying to bear in mind that, what, that's about the same time as Titanic came out. Yeah, which had really <laughs> it's good not CGI. Quite that so, budget. Exactly. So I'm, I'm saying there, there was the ability there. So they've quite clearly. Yeah, James Cameron in. turned this down. Oh yeah, <laughs> not even he could have made this into a good film. Right, I'm saying the box office cannot be more. It cannot. You do be budget more. or box office first. Which I'll do the, the budget. Sorry, yep. first the budget can. I will cry. I think if the budget for this is more, like Remember? fifteen, not even fifteen million. I want to say like, tw- I'll stick with it. Fifteen million. Dollars. Ooh, you were coming high. down, and that would have saved you a little bit. Nine million dollars, an estimated nine million dollars for the budget for this. Which probably, how much are we saying went to Shaq? Yeah, that good, that good, like eighty percent. That's going to Shaq, man. Um, Shaq and uh, Simbad and uh, Vigoda just cashed in, and everyone else got <laughs> next. No, um, box office then. I have honestly no idea. I, I, I'm trying to factor in impressionable kids that wanted to go see yeah, Nickelodeon, Peak of Power, these shows that I've been mentioning, they were very popular. It can't have been more than like 30, 40, 30 million. Okay, you're not there, but the fact that both of them, you're in sort of a similar range. So the box office estimate was 23.7 million. Right. So... If we do the the whole double thing, eighteen million to produce it, we market in and all that carry on. It's, it's technically a success, only just it kind of limped over. Critically, this this film was panned, as you would imagine. You don't say, you yeah. don't say. <laughs> but for everyone else, like children and the, you know, like the marketing campaigns behind it and stuff, and the free giveaways and all that kind of stuff, people like love this film, and people still love this film to this day, including me. Um, so, yeah, you are you surprised by any of that? 
Not really. I'm just thankful, really, that the back the, the box office was not. Mo- I, I thought you were going to turn around and be like, no, it was like 30 million. I was going to be like, what? Did they just torch <laughs> some notes in the back or something like? Um, I'm quite impressed with that. Not the closest I've been, and I've never got r- dead on the money, but the, the, one day maybe. So do you want some facts? Because some of the facts are quite interesting for this, and one of them, one of them in particular, may explain where some of that money went. Oh yeah, the, uh, massive shoot. waste, and it's something that you were like, but we'll we'll get to it. Don't to so, they wasted food. Oof, maybe. <laughs> maybe they did. So, um, in terms of facts, um, I don't know if you noticed, um, there's a bit of a scar renaissance going on throughout. If I say renaissance, this was probably like wait, peak wait, scar. Wait, wait, I've got to interrupt you. Because if one of your facts is going to be um, that the song is uh, We're All Dudes by Lesson Jake. Correct. Oh, I don't, because that was one of my facts. That was the only fact I had. <laughs> oh, go on, the right out. Sorry. Have you got a fact, beard? <laughs> The only thing I wrote down, I was like, I was like, God damn it, that's that really odd. That's is it from like the second album, possibly? But it was made for this film, so that might upset you. Like, it, it nah, not was... really that much. They probably gave them a, a, some. That, that's where part of the budget goes. I assume <laughs> if it's going to lesson Jake, um, um, but I think it was also written or produced by Kel um, <laughs> in, in some way. Yeah, and it is performed by them both. And he's in their music video for that. So if you go back, it's actually him dressed up as his um, character of Ed. Well, it explains the lyrical shortcomings of the song. Yeah, um, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's she's a, dude. a dude. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. Hey. Yeah, yep. not not one of the greatest Lesson Jake songs, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only thing I I the, the literal oh, only you, note. Oh, I made. you shot me! I didn't know that. Um, you know, there was no quick weird edit in this podcast <laughs> to imply that I didn't already come out with that. Cheers, man. Blow me away with some of these. The, the you know, little facts that you just come in that I've just not found. You right, just you tell me about get to, the, get to the good facts then. Um, so we already did uh, Linda and uh, Carmen's debut films. Um, Sinbad's character of Mr. Wheat. So I did find that that name just seemed a bit odd. Um, it's named after writer and producer Dan Schneider's high school math teacher. It says math instead of maths, but we're British, so we'll say maths. Um, Gal Wheat at White Station High School in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know why. Who who has put this fact in there? There's some some weird facts on the IMDb trivia That's so page. So specific, it could be not true, and you wouldn't actually <laughs> have any way to prove it wasn't true. Um, our good old friend, uh, you know, well. I wouldn't say our good old friend Glue, that makes it sound like addicts of some kind. <laughs> but we, we've mentioned it before um, in terms of like how food comes across in adverts and in films where they use different things to make them look nicer. So in order to make the food look good in this film, they were using Elmer's glue. Um, they encased all of the burgers in it to seal all of the juices. And when... Kel is in the milkshake machine because he's trying to fix it and heaven behold it turns out did you try turning it on and he'd he'd not turned it on because he's an idiot um and then he starts uh shouting uh, milkshake jacuzzi or something like that or she's better yeah i can see you absolutely hate the the writing of this film you hated it um but yeah that ice cream it looks a bit like pepto-bismol um it doesn't look particularly tasty is actually vegetable shortening with food coloring so there you go, a bit of a food-related fact. But do you want a better food-related fact? Yeah, go on then. A better one. Better one than that. So, Keenan Thompson told The Morning Call during like the time period, so he must have done some sort of interview for it, there was virtually 2,000 pounds of meat on set, some of it being old, 
He was quoted as saying, it was so nasty, some of the burgers would stay out there for a long time. I felt sorry for the extras who had to eat them cold with clammy fries, but on screen, those burgers looked good, is what he, he said. So um, I, I reckon part of that budget has gone towards the £2,000 worth of, of meat that was just chilling. Yeah, and people say that I waste food, right? They've got, what, 2000 quids worth of cheap meat out? It does explain one of the food scenes we're going to talk about later. Um, just because I imagine that that was all of that cold, crappy meat that had been left around, but we'll get to it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, did Did you notice any of the weird things on the menu? I know you love love a good menu. You love to eat all of the menu. So I've got all of the things from the menu. No, I didn't notice it, but is it good stuff? It'll be. I get. I get they're the all good. They're all good is stuff. It so similar see, to the the Whammy Burger menu. Good burgers and good fries, obviously. But some of the weird things, like what is good chunks? Unless it, is that chicken nuggets? Because it I'm just thinking, says good yeah. chunks. Uh, you got good chickwitches. It doesn't even say chicken sandwiches. That's a weird name. Probably good, no good weenies. Good, good weenies. weenies uh, we'll leave that there. Uh, good tacos. Good chili and good pickles. See, this is the problem, I think, with the with Good Burger. They probably wouldn't be threatened so much about the threat of Mondo Burger if they if they specified in in you know they specialized in one type of food. They got a lot of cuisine there: pies, shakes, coffees, cookies. Yeah, it's just they just sell everything apparently with with the, with Good. Bit like Jolly Bee. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like Jolly Bee. I, I was actually when I was queuing for that um, that podcast show that I went to the other day. It was opposite Jolly Bee, and I was really tempted to go in, but. I didn't, didn't go in. I didn't go in. I also no. was trying to explain it to my other half, and Abby was like, "They sell spaghetti," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they sell spaghetti." Yeah, yeah. She, she, she didn't sound best. Not, not just any spaghetti, jolly spaghetti, <laughs> jolly spaghetti, guaranteed to make you jolly. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? So I've mentioned the thing about Abe Vigoda um, being reported as dead. Uh, we've got the thing about Karen Electra having an uncredited appearance. Uh, to promote the film, there was the Good Burger, Good Premiere, and Good Sweepstakes. I'm sure you would have entered this because you love this film. Totally. So there was four... Gr- I read this originally as a four grand prize, and I was like, Jesus, like I did... Why wouldn't you enter it? But it was a four grand prize winners who won tickets to the film's premiere. They won a grand, so that's not too bad. Uh, they got to meet Keenan and Kel. And then 100 people got to win a fabric hat with dreadlocks, which seems a bit strange. Cultural and, appropriation there. Yeah, and I, I wonder, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you've got one of those, can you send us a picture? Yeah, be... Let's see it. <laughs> um, so you could look like Ed. And um, there was also, what else did you get? 500 second place winners won a copy, so you might like this one, to be fair, of the film's soundtrack that had a label saying it was licensed for promotional use, not for sale. So I'm presuming it will have had the Less Than Jake song on this. It might be like a rare CD, that. You would imagine so, yeah. Or just in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> I th- probably. I think when it comes to the grand prize, I think I would actually pay £1,000 not to meet Keenan and Kill. Like if you said you can wow. get out of this. By... What is he's, he's the longest running SNL actor? I don't, don't want to him I, for I that. Liked, I never liked Keenan and Kel. And no. I got nothing against the guy um, or the guys, plural. But um, yeah, I mean, th- this was probably about as funny as their TV show. Not funny. <laughs> well, um, I guess you wouldn't have wanted to watch Good Burger 2 Go then, no? This actually had the, se- the sequel so, without the main So two. 
No, no, no. So in 1998, Dan Schneider had written a script called Good Burger to Go, a sequel to the original film that had Ed and Dexter uncovering a scandal when a British... Co- it's always us, isn't it? So we're always the bloody evil people in, in American guys. films. Maybe that's some you know, cross-colonialism type Must be, thing yeah. going on. Uh, conglomerate buys the Good Burger restaurant. Paramount um, had turned the script down for unknown reasons and it was later hired to be turned into a paperback novel. So I think in the book... It's about the fast food chain needs to get their secret sauce approved via several taste tests. However, there's a problem when the sauce runs out and Ed goes missing. The reason that Ed goes missing is that he follows a customer across the globe to try and give him his 18 cents change. (laughs) Thoughts? I mean... In an alternate parallel dimension or universe, we would have been reviewing that film. <laughs> I don't know how you would have the, the balls to take that to a network executive and say, let's make this film, you know, even on the back of the first one being a financial success. It's still a clamor now, apparently. Like, people still want, like, a second one, and they keep saying, never, never say never, but I it's probably to, not going to happen. <laughs> so I think you need to get your dictionary out and look up the word clamor. Yeah, there, <laughs> there might be a mild sense of, I don't know, nostalgic desire to have the film remade but i think had it be, if it were remade people would likely immediately regret that i'm just trying to see what else we've got so, so, so i kind of put this down just because it was so stupid that i wanted to put it down just to prove how daft sometimes the imdb trivia page is that's a, so, that's a good way to refer to ed actually in this film so stupid the, you wanted to put him down <laughs> wow wow <laughs> not that i'm encouraging you brutal <laughs> Uh, the Good Burger Coca-Cola fountain dispenser has five fountains, but only two beverages, two of which are Coca-Cola and three are Diet Coke. The Coca-Colas are on the ends and the Diet Coke are in the middle. Who wrote that? Why? <laughs> that's not trivia. That's nothing. That is literally nothing. I just... Why? I don't know, but I did, I did notice the product placement that Coca-Cola was yeah. in this quite heavily. Yeah. Um, the Burger Mobile, in case you wanted to grab one, because I'm sure that would look hecka nice outside Bid HQ instead of your Tesla. Yeah, hecka nice. Uh, I'm trying to use a bit of like 90s uh, dialogue, I guess. Um, was there 1976 AMC Pacer? So, you know, get yourself an eBay, get looking, see if you can find yourself a Burger Mobile. That was about the only good thing about the <laughs> film, actually, that, that, that car was pre- pretty... Gaslins, whether you could like contemplate, like, I might do this with Tesla. I, w- I wouldn't do it to Tesla now, come on now. <laughs> I, I could get, maybe get an old beat up car or do it to her car which is all turn up to every single challenge in like a ratty ass car this, this must burger. be the guy yeah be like, like uncle buck's car but with the burger on the front yeah with like the the bang and everything yeah. like the shotgun sort of like blast from the back um surely we've got to be done with facts now come uh, on man i guess you're blasting a hole in me with all these facts the the, the ice cream truck was called obese bros and it was also a reference um if you didn't catch it to the Goonies, where they're yelling the name of the flavors, um, where Chunk finds a cachet of ice cream and begins listing off the many flavors. Oh, so we've not done Goonies yet. Yeah, we'll get to Goonies. We'll get to them all. We'll do them all, <laughs> and only then will we stop. We will do every single food. That, that sounds like that, does, that sounds like a threat because it is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your studio. The technically your mics, <laughs> but we'll do it until <laughs> until we've done them all. And and the last one, it would have taken uh, Dexter thirteen weeks to pay off his repair. He says it'll take him forever, but it would literally five dollars an hour, six hours a day, five days a week, thirteen weeks. We'll get his nineteen hundred dollar repair bill, even though it goes up technically. So not to mention his um the, the amount of skimming off for the uh, sauce because he's he's conning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he? that that's not even including that. So even less, even less. 
He would have been out there. He's a bad no friend, but we'll talk about that. So that's that's all the facts. I've saved one okay. because it links to uh, said plot. Okay. Um, so have you got any notes just in general about the film? Is there what you want to talk about? I, I do think that the uh, the CGI is uh, absolutely hilarious. Um, I mean, even by 1997 standards, the, uh, the talking burgers at the beginning, that's... Uh, Frankly, I'm I'm I almost turned it off. Like I almost kind <laughs> like, of what turned is it off and <laughs> sent you a message saying I am not. I refuse to do this because well, see, I, powered through. That's some commitment. Is that I'm quite impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed because I know I know what you like. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, and it's not it's not often that I turn a film off. Really, if I started watching it, but like the the beginning is like it's trippy, weird. Does he go to hell? I don't. It looks like he goes to hell. <laughs> Maybe this film implied. is all set in hell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some odd purgatory. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the playing the basketball, playing the basketball, I sound like a oh, with the baby, hundred year old. Yeah, they play. They somehow switch a basketball with a baby, then dunk a baby. <laughs> yeah. One of my notes was just they dunked the baby, like yeah, they, not in, they not, dunked not the, the baby. Like, I, the baby's fine, and also the guy gets it, and he's the worst actor in the world because he goes, huh? like <laughs> just looks at this baby. That was perfect. You could be yeah. in this film. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. It's it's kind of a, a really poorly filmed, poorly shot, poorly executed attempt at slapstick humor. Yeah, it's just the rollerblading thing that leads him to his uh, his incident with with Dexter. Or is that no? I think it just implies that he roller skates to work, doesn't it? And then he does it again, and it's like, yeah. oh well, he's this rubbish at roller skating, and then obviously that happens and makes Dexter crash. Um, I was actually one of my notes when the little burgers popped up with the eyes, the little ping pong ball eyes, and the talking. I was, it, it's kind of weird, like uh, a, a weird sort of scene in itself. But I was just wondering, you eat a hell of a lot of burgers sometimes. Have you ever like got so delirious that it looked yeah, like all these burgers? Like, yeah, any weird dreams? Like, let's get it off your chest. <laughs> I've never, the, I've, been, no, I've never been that. Um... Out of my mind that burgers start talking to me. No. Send you to, to hell. Yeah, no, I, I never had that. Just the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Banana alarm clock. Um, You've got loads of random burger paraphernalia just scattered around Ed's house. He sleeps in his uniform. He gets in the shower in his uniform. He's got a wall of rubber ducks. Just... Might, he lives a good burger. This man, doesn't he? He's like the, he's the model employee, really. In yeah, to be of... fair, if he's late. He's yeah, late. He's late, he's, he's late all the time. He can't do the job, but like his heart's in the right place. <laughs> and they haven't fired him, so no, some for some reason it did make me laugh at the beginning when they they're all they're having like a, a bit of a staff meeting while there's a queue of customers accumulating, <laughs> yeah. saying, "Oh, we're gonna go out of uh, we're gonna go out of uh, a business." And I'm thinking, "Well, yeah, you should probably turn around and <laughs> sort the guy out who's been waiting to be served for ten minutes first. That was actually one of my notes. Um, it's not really a thing anymore, but obviously the the parody sort of trope of a fast food restaurant and everyone being quite young and quite. I don't want to say dumb and stupid, but just like, Inept. Uh, Inept yeah, they're doing it through high school and they don't really care. Is that I'm the drive through guy, just refuses to serve the guy. And the other <laughs> girl's like, uh, what? I don't know what she does. It doesn't ever imply what the two girls do. Uh, there's one guy that only makes fries, which is the old man, so he can't yeah. serve them either. The manager, even though he's there, also doesn't. So it's just got to be Ed. Yeah, it's Ed or nobody. Like you do not, you do not eat at Good Burger unless Ed serves you. If he has a day off sick, they're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, good Burger. It's like when you go to McDonald's and the milkshake machine's down. Ed's not here today. He's broken, so you don't get food today. I I also one of my notes was that uh, a budget John Candy. So Dan Schneider yeah. does does feel like a very budget John Candy. Not that you're tarring anyone overweight. With the same brush. No, but he just but. feels like that. That was the joke. Him and uh, Spatch, they've gone for that joke on purpose to, to be like, ha ha ha. 
Yeah, I don't like, think John Candy would have been in this. No, I think it wouldn't touch it with barge pole. No, but um, yeah, I don't, are, we, are we doing a transition? Or yeah, no? well, let's go to some of the food scenes because predominantly most of the um, film is about food and we can round this out. <laughs> yeah. That was like the most half-assed. Um, yeah, let's just round this up. Bye. <laughs> just press the button. There was it's no only like so long. Big... The man can talk about. No, it. I only... yeah, I know. I can see you, Brit. You just want to talk about the food and go. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's almost like the equivalent of me like holding you at gunpoint in this podcast. Isn't it? But I just talk and talk and talk and talk. No, it's just the fact you're, you're not. You're, I'm not letting you choose the next one. I'm choosing the next <laughs> one because you, you always pick shit ones, man. <laughs> Right, okay, so should we do it in the order of the film? Um, none of them are mega significant scenes, as mentioned before, because the film is all about fast food. It's a bit like when we did uh, Burnt. We always come back to Burnt. It's about that, that level, was, yeah. It's, it's, you know what? In a different was, way. <laughs> I said Burnt was the worst, one of the worst films I've ever seen. This sets a new fucking hard zero, man. Like, this is the, this is the worst, and I've seen the Spice Girls film. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. So, um, I guess the first... We're not going to go through every part of everything where we see food in the film because that would be ridiculous and we would never go home. But the first scene, so as mentioned in your fantastic summary of this film, Mondo Burger is the big, scary, fast food conglomerate chain that has opened up over the road. It, it kind of looks like Disneyland when, the look, when you're looking at it. It's got like loads of random crap on the outside. It's like this big towering building that's just... What's with the... It's, it's almost like some weird futuristic dystopian autocratic um, society in a burger <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Is, why, with the space they wearing, suits. Why are they wearing... I, I, I thought first, what, in fact, I made a note that says, what is with the latex? Right? Yeah. But then I also put, um, this is how much attention I was actually paying. I hope oh, you appreciate this. I do. Wait a second, though. Wipe clean. Practical. It's got, you know, you get a bit of burger sauce <laughs> on you. Yeah, true. I mean, it's weird because um, I've, I've completely forgotten the name of the main antagonist, but we'll call him Blonde 90s Guy because he's got frosty tips and he's been Looks like a bit the like most... Dexter Holland from uh, Offspring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he just is he's, he's the typical 90s cliche with the way that he talks and how he acts. However, even though he's got like that 90s surfer bro frosty tips vibe, he's also... Does he own Mondo Burger? Is it because it, it's it's implied it's a chain, but he also acts like he's like Lord Commander of like every Mondo Burger going, but he's only in that particular venue. It's weird. I think he's the he's the Führer of the uh, of the. The of other the two guys Mondo, don't even Mondo get Burger named. Right. So one of my facts that I had that I was mentioning, I've got a couple that are going to feed into these. The the other is is two lackeys don't ever get named. They're just. Henchman They're just number there. One, henchman number two. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so so the scene in question is the uh, burger assembly scene. So bun, pie, topping, sauce, assemble, which sounds like like the worst like Avengers slogan <laughs> I've ever heard. That was, it was almost which what was how, 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 did that did that take a while to write? That's, that's like a reverse <laughs> they, gag. They write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know I'm so witty. Um, that's the only time you've actually made me laugh on this podcast. I that's think. a lie. I'm gonna go back and find. <laughs> I mean, probably laugh. That was, normally I like laugh sniggle, at but... me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, just just trying to break that down. So bun, patty, topping, sauce, assemble. Kind of seems like the logical way to to assemble a burger. I mean, you can assemble them in many a different way. You wouldn't do the bun first, would you? And then you smash the, uh, <laughs> the the shit on top, and like so it's like inside out. Although to be fair, 
Um, Keenan's character Dexter is pretty much doing that. Like his his uh, assembly station is uh, it's not it's not great. Also, um, speaking back to the terrible CGI in in just in general in this film, you know when he's like um, he's got all the stuff in his hand and like the guys telling him off saying like you you you're fucking this up like if, yeah. if he doesn't say that but he's like you you're messing this up and he's picking up the things and he's like he's like flapping and trying to do it. He picks up a burger and. He's got it in his hand. He could throw it. Like, the throw the other thing, all the other items of food that he picks, like the lettuce and stuff, he chucks over his shoulder to, as part of the slapstick humour mm. of the scene. The burger is definitely on a piece of string because he, he, he sort of like he sort of like hovers in like a weird, janky, goes over his shoulder still. <laughs> but why? For what reason? Why not just throw it? Was you someone going to eat that later? Is that why it was like, right, he's going to hold it and we're going to do 10 scenes. Maybe that was it. Maybe we're going to do like 100 scenes of you doing this stupid slapstick comedy so instead of just throwing a hundred burgers on the floor we're just going to tie this one to a thing and just keep ziplining it back i mean the the the, the film is 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 littered with inexplicable nonsensory <laughs> so I a burger on a string is the least of its concerns if you ask me but um yeah no i, I, I didn't really get the whole mondo burger um hierarchy dic- set up dictatorship it's of just burgers, it's you? just weird all all of it is just so weird I, I, yeah, I don't want to... You were saying like some sort of futuristic dystopian like fast food. I, d- I don't want to live in a world where if that becomes... <laughs> Especially not where they serve just steroid burgers. Yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll smash like a good smash burger those, uh, those scenes together, even though they're not quite next to each other. So the burgers are, are pretty hefty out there when they're making them. They're like... It's like two hockey pucks. It looks like a haggis to me. It's not even like flat. It's, yeah. it's like a round or like liver or something. Like. It's like a brick. It looks like a brick, doesn't it? Like a brown brick. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look nice at all. It doesn't look particularly appetizing at all. It looks like you could probably injure and potentially get arrested. For sure. Um, you know, some sort of burger placed assault. W- would you eat it? <laughs> I mean, I would eat almost anything, right? Um, on the on the basis that it's not covered in the weird studio glue you were talking about, I would... No, you've got to eat it with the studio glue. Oh, then no. <laughs> no, no you, you would eat it without the studio glue, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it probably. Like, it looks, for a fast food burger, um, it looks extremely large. And, it doesn't uh, look very fast, does it? Because the, the essence is that you get smash burgers, don't you? Or like very thin burgers. In a, typically, yeah. But yeah. Th- those are, uh, well, it is revealed later in the story that they're not quite kosher. Um, not in the sense that, you know, the, the cuisine sense, but um, in the sense that, they use. Um, I'm just trying to find it now. I know what you're looking for. Surreptitious methods to um to to make triamphenol, these. the illegal substance. I don't know if that's real. I probably should have said Google. Should I have a quick Google? I Jordan, I get the feeling it's not real. I think they call it triamphenol <laughs> because this quite explicitly <laughs> say it makes the burgers three times bigger. Try triamphenol. Oh wow! Oh wow! No, no flies Jesus. on you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're, they're using an illegal substance. Um, just talking about Mondo Burger in general, because it kind of all links in. A lot of the the rather stupid aspects of this film happen in the uh, the Mondo kitchen area. Yes. A few things that I noticed. We'll, we'll just break them down. I'll indulge so, you. So, giant, giant furnace-like grill that they go in, normal size, come out. It's a bit like Willy Wonka-esque. Yeah. Weird. Okay, but obviously we know they're putting a chemical on it. Why is there a ladder that takes you to the roof of the building <laughs> in the kitchen? 
I that, don't know, man. It's, it, I, think, I mean, it's great for your little chase scene when Keenan's like, nah, 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 and like runs up the thing and like runs up to the ceiling or whatever into the, onto the roof. But I just, I, I was like, why is there a ladder? And it also uses it as like a platform to like, like use a bit of Fuhrer-esque to like talk over his employees at this big... It's kind of half like Bond villain lair yeah. and half fast food joint. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's because kids probably aren't smart enough to understand that fast food joints that look like fast food joints could be run by evil people. <laughs> We've got to make them look like evil evil geniuses. Are you suggesting that there's like a hidden message in this film? Is that what you... <laughs> I think, no, I think they've just got to clearly say who the good guys and who the bad guys because the rest of the script makes zero sense. So even <laughs> for kids to follow along, they've got to know who the bad guys are. And that is um, shown quite literally with latex suits and uh, yeah, weird kind of evil layers. Yeah. I was trying to think there was another there was another thing that was really weird about the uh, the kitchen area I found quite odd. The, the oh that's it, the security. The security. So obviously there's a point where Keenan and Kel dress up as uh, as as two women and uh, go in to go scope out Mondo Burger and find out what they're doing. Just walk straight into the kitchen. Straight in. Yeah. And, and then immediately get caught. Because like I'm not sure what you was expecting from waltzing straight into the kitchen of an establishment that you don't work at. Um, whether you're trying to carry it up or not as they're complaining about stuff and pretending they've lost the bathroom. Yeah. They pretty much just walk straight in. But that leads to Linda Candelini being in this later on and the whole asylum stuff. What is the weird connection with Mondo Burger and the fucking asylum? Like, how like how does that even work? Right, you're just going to ring up this, like, that's, that's just... Well, again, we go back to the evil genius thing, don't we? I think it's implied that they are part of some kind of evil conglomerate, like world... New World Order, which on the one hand has its finger in the fast food industry pie, but also seems to own and operate some asylums. For some reason. Which are handy if you want to dispose of people who are an inconvenience to you. There's just, <laughs> just no. And obviously it's a kid's film. It just, I just found it very funny. I was like, what the hell is happening? I just don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, um, I found that from about... I don't know, three seconds, seconds in to three seconds. <laughs> as soon as that burger started sold. to work its way out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, speaking of Ed, so um, one of the, you know, sauce doesn't get its time of day sometimes, I guess. Sometimes yeah, people I'm don't talk about... I'm that. I, 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 I'm, I'm known to omit sauce from lots of my uh, meals. <laughs> yeah. So... The the sort of like the MacGuffin, if you will, of the film, as as they say in not the MacGuffin, no, um, <laughs> not not the McCulkin, <laughs> no, the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin is yeah. um, Ed. He's having his lunch. He's mm. upset Keenan's character Dexter because Dexter has found out that it was him that caused him to crash his car, yeah. and that is why he's got what you know he doesn't want this summer job. So he's eating his lunch and indeed stuffs some grapes up of his nose and says, I am Mr. Grape Man, and then makes some sort of weird noise to which rekindles their friendship for some reason. If anything, that would make me... That, that was that would have been the point at which... It does tell him to go away a couple of times before then succumbing to, to it. Yeah, no, he should have just thrown his food in. <laughs> but um, Ed apparently comes to work every day with a little pot of uh, homemade sauce that apparently he's never shared or told anyone about ever. Mm. Um, one of the facts... According to Kel Mitchell, um, who plays Ed, he did an interview where he said that the sauce that they used, I don't know whether this implies that they went and got this sauce or whether the recipe for the sauce that they used for the film tastes exactly like In-N-Out Burger burger sauce. So I don't know whether he's just saying, as a matter of fact, we, we just 
use that as the, the set prop or whether the ingredients that are mentioned in said sauce make it taste like that when they've tried making it. I feel like he's just said that to sound interesting, really. Possibly. I, I, I'm not I mean, buying it. He's I not got a right lot else going used, on, has he? So. They probably use some custard and put a little bit of orange food down there to make it look a bit yeah. more intense. Yeah. I mean, would you try, like, you know, if, if like back, just, I know you don't like to think about it, but back in the day, we were working together back um, in our, our banking environment. Yeah. And uh, say it's a day where you are eating and you're not having yeah. your giant 300 foot salad bowl and black yeah. coffee or whatever. Yeah. If I just whipped out a pot of sauce, it was like, out of your Adam. back pocket. Yeah, Adam, do you want to... I'm just taking the grapes s- out of my nose. You take some grapes out of your nose and you say, hey, Adam, do you want to try, try my sauce? I brought a little pot, pot of sauce for you. You wouldn't try it, would you? No, I would have probably sent you over there. That that plot of the whole film would have lived and died there because like, he'd have been like, do you want some sauce? No, I fucking hate you. I've just told you that I don't like you. I'm not trying your sauce. Plus, I'm not, I'm not trying your room temperature sauce, which you've just produced from who knows what orifice, <laughs> where, where it's appeared from. And... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what's in it, and you're a mess of a person, so I don't know how you've made sauce. I mean, it's also tomato in his pocket. He just keeps tomatoes in his top pocket. Or is it a pickle? It's one like of that. the two. I just, think it's just... tomatoes because he says, hey, 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 tomatoes. Like, oh, wait, here they are. I've got my back pocket. There you go, son. Yeah, weird. Just all around weird. Wouldn't have touched it. I mean, did you did you catch a glimpse of any of the things that were going in the sauce that weren't mentioned as he tries to reveal his secret recipe? To Not going to lie. No. I didn't. No. Do you want to tell me? Do you want to? I tried. I tried. I really tried. So it looked like there was some kind of carnation. I, I, I've evaporated seen the label. Milk. Evaporated milk. Yeah, it's carnation evaporated milk. Yeah. Interesting, but I suppose it can be a base for some sauces. Yeah, that's chucking thick enough here. Yeah. Chucking a lot of pickles in there. Just, I guess kind of what you, some people do relish and stuff in sauces. Garlic, mustard, uh, and any lemon juice and ketchup. So they're the only items that we ever see or hear about that go in the sauce. I mean, it's probably edible. Well, I mean, we sh- I feel like we should give the sauce its due because the sauce is what saves Good Burger, right? I'm, I mean, I'm giving away the plot here, but please don't go watch this. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think you should, but... Prom- uh, no, promise me you won't. I mean, <laughs> promise, promise me. Promise me, <laughs> promise me people. <laughs> promise me. Um, yeah, but the, the sauce is what... Uh, Mondo Burger makes really big burgers by um, less than um, honest means because they use this weird substance and um, in order to take back the custom that they have lost to Mondo Burger um, Good Burger comes across this sauce that um, Ed has has somehow synthesized and they decide <laughs> they're going to put on everything it's going to be like their magic sauce that gets everyone back eating there and it seems to work um, and from there Mondo Burger gets wind of this and says we need that sauce recipe and they try and extract it from uh, from Ed Kell's character via Carmen Electra. Via Carmen Electra, <laughs> not not literally extract it, but um, they they try and get her to seduce it out of him. And actually, I will say about the only part of this film that brought anything close to a smirk, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Close to an expression on my face was when <laughs> Carmen Electra says to him, "They're on this double date, right? This weird double yeah, yeah. date." And she says, um, "Can we go somewhere quiet? It's just you and me." I'm trying to be a seductive. I can't really do like a floaty voice. She's like, doesn't that sound fun? We could get to know each other, get nice and close. Just you and me together, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice. Doesn't that sound more fun than mini golf? And he just goes, no. <laughs> I thought, you know what? That's something I would totally do. I'd be like, Man, actually, mini I'd, golf's pretty cool. I, I did the same scene. The exact same scene is exactly what I picked upon. I just thought of all the, the sort of, kid-like things going on in this film and all the, the implied actions that are sort of there and what she's trying to do. 
his his delivery of that and because you know he's gonna you know he's gonna say no because it's ed he roller skates to work like miniature golf compared to sitting and talking to a girl is is to him common electra no give me mini golf any day (laughs) and then and then we always seem to go back to to cruelty to women for some reason but he like judo throws her over his shoulder at one point after after knocking her out with a golf ball and smashing yeah. her head into the dashboard. <laughs> Pure suplexes as poor girl, yeah. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else we can go over. I mean, they, they eat some corn dogs on that date. The only other thing I was going to mention, food related, and since I need to give this podcast sometimes a little bit of competitive eating colour, um, I was impressed by when... when um, what the heck is Keenan's character called? Dexter. Dexter. He's you know he's he's, he's a bit depressed because he's got a he's trashed, oh yeah 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 um, Simbad's car. Yep. And he's sat there like drowning in sorrows with milkshakes. The dude has about fucking twelve milkshakes <laughs> on through there. Like you must have some capacity because that's at least six liters. Keep them coming, he says as well because he's it's, it's doing that. He's doing a riff off of a bloke at a bar doing shots yeah. of whiskey is what he's doing. But with but he's doing with like milkshake. four like half liter cups of milkshake. Yep. This man, maybe he's in training, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was thinking, wow, that's that's some amount of shake there. We we didn't actually, we were talking about the, the wastage of food. So going back to Mondo Burger, um, towards the end of this film, Ed gets the triumphanol and um, sort of like the, the plot twist is that, oh, they failed again because he's got an empty bottle. But it turns out in the one moment of like actual brilliance that ed has and there's also that rant at the very end of the film where he starts talking about like evil corporations and the fact that the the prison system's a joke and stuff which all comes from ed which is pretty funny it tries to make it funny by ed has one moment of clarity where he's smarter than every single other person on planet earth for about (laughs) 30 seconds at the end of the film which is in itself supposed to be a joke because he's been dumb the whole film yeah yeah that's pretty much it, right but in that scene he puts the triumphanol on the burgers that already had it on but he just, he just pours like a full bottle in don't they and then you end up with these ginormous like I don't know, like a sofa coming out of the other side of burgers that then explode and that must be all of that two thousand pounds worth of manky meat that's just been blown up and yeah. thrown everywhere so at least they went practical with uh you know just, you know what we can do for this film blow up some meat cool <laughs> why not yeah let's explode some meat Everybody would you eat one of them like- no. They're, they're pretty big. That's like t- like this table I size. Eat, I don't think I would eat anything with triamphanol in it. Forgetting the triamphanol, just the size uh, of that burger. Yeah, Have you ever not? attempted anything like that? I think it'd be horrible. It's bad enough when you get those places that make a big burger patty and it's basically just a bunch of mints that they've formed into like a stool-shaped yeah, yeah. Um, patty and it's like, yeah. oh man, this is going to taste awful. Well, it's, it's like your recent video at the time of recording that you did with your sister with the, just a plate of really cold meat. I imagine if you ate something of that size, it's not going to retain its heat for very long. That's why forward. Yeah, always, people always think, like, if you do, like, a, a steak eating challenge, I always avoid them because they always taste like death. Or, like, very rare, unless you get a really good steakhouse. Like, I've done a couple that were really good ones, and I knew they were really good before I went there. But invariably, there's no, any I, kind I of I knew straight away clicking on that video. Yeah. Like, uh, I, knew, I knew straight away. I was like, you know, no no offense to said said place where you got them from. I mean, you went pretty pretty heavy on them anyway in, the, yeah, in your video them. but uh yeah i think your sister made one boo-boo in the sense of getting steak how she would like it at a regular steak restaurant that you're gonna have to <laughs> you need to have it i'm not even a competitive eater but i was like if you're gonna do that you need to have it at a point where when you bite down it, it breaks off and you can chew it and you can swallow it not where you're like chewing it's yeah it's very... one thing ordering like rare steak at a good steakhouse it's another where thing it melts in your mouth rare yeah. steak at a flaming grill yeah, you know, anything that's owned by Green King. 
you ain't but the you can sponsor cuts. the podcast if you want guys <laughs> uh, any anything else anything else for anything else there is um if any american listeners can tell us whether these are any good or not they they walk around a truck that is rolled gold america's pretzels i've never had these before i love pretzels i always eat pretzels all the time i've got like some weird obsession go to cinema buy a bag of pretzels with popcorn I, I don't know what it is are they any good have they been discontinued i need to know they look pretty good on the truck that is <laughs> my last bit <laughs> let us know yeah let jordan know so can sleep <laughs> send us a letter <laughs> should we uh, should we go to the outro is there what else you want to say or? no the sooner we get to the outro it feels like this feels like it's been a long one i'm not sure because it's, it's this film but oh they're always a long one <laughs> let's let's do this Yeah, unfortunately, um, we, we're at the uh, the hour mark again. I say unfortunately, um, I, one of uh, our reviews that I'm about to get to in a second is quite happy with with the uh, allotted time. Of happy our with the length. Happy with the happy with the length. First it's always time good to be happy with. Anyone's been happy with my length. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying. It's trying to get a joke in myself, but you got there first. I saw, your, I saw the dick joke in your eyes. I thought, I'm, I'm having this moment. <laughs> So that is episode 14, episode 14. So we managed to keep going through your trip to Canada. We're back. I've just put you through some sort of hell through watching this. You can pick the next one. We're going to pick it after this once we stop recording. So we're not rushing. We've got enough time to do it. We'll do a good one or what Adam deems to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like Hellfire, that 14 episodes, that's more than 40 towers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean... It's three more than 40 towers, actually, to be precise. As long as ours age is a bit better than theirs, we'll be all right. I don't know. You never I, know no, it's aged well in terms of the comedy. I think in terms of whether you get away with it or not these days, probably not. We've had, a, we've had a couple of sketchy moments, but not out of any nefarious intentions, just because, I don't know, we're not that professional. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, we are professional in the sense that we are available wherever you get your podcasts. You like that? Yeah, so you know what? I've, I've got to just interject. I know we're going long already, but um, I'm actually appreciating your professionalism and sense of preparedness because I filmed a different pod- another podcast today, which admittedly is, is reasonably new, but they had no fucking branding. <laughs> they didn't have a they had a name for the podcast, but no social media handles or anything. So the the outro was directionless. So I. Hats off to you. you. You've generally got this down pat. So anyway, I'll let you continue. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying my best, man. <laughs> but we are available wherever you get your podcasts. So if you just search for Movie Mouthfuls Podcast, say it all the time, but you're already listening to it. But people say these things at the end, so... I'll keep doing it. Make sure that if you are listening to us, but you haven't clicked the follow or subscribe or the listen button or whatever button it is on your preferred player that means that you will see new episodes when they come out, then please do that. If you are doing it on Apple Podcasts in particular, just because that is how we will more than likely get in front of new people, leave us a star review. Leave us a nice star review leave us a good a good star review of which i had some digging today found out that we've got two from the us of a that weren't showing up on my version of apple Podcasts because obviously we're based in the uk so these are a little bit old but we're going to read them out anyway i can't believe people in the usa can understand you (laughs) no i'm I'm pretty shocked i'm pretty shocked i've got a friend who's a a youtuber who when i started my channel is um from florida and for some reason he seems to like me i don't know who the heck is that you have other youtube friends yeah i've got another youtube friend it's uh, it's, uh, i'll give him a shout actually so roast turkey go check out roast turkey if if you, you might be listening, wait, wait, I don't wait. know. Roast turkey or roast herky? Roast turkey. 
What's he? What's his channel? About? It's uh, it's film reviews and stuff. We've done like a collaboration before. Um, it's oh, collab. good stuff. He's uh, he's 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 much better than me. It doesn't take much, does it, man? <laughs> no, it doesn't. If, if he uploads content, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but as I was saying, the title of said review is "Good Way to Burn an Hour." So this guy likes the the length. Um, it just says "Good Podcast." Two guys chatting it up. Wow. And that was from Dortrix20, um, based in the US. So thank you very much. That was a five-star review. Thanks, so Dortrix. Thank you. you sound like a character from Harry Potter. It, yes, like Beatrix or something like that, or Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Is what I, you're know, about. I didn't, think, I didn't think that far into it, but no. yeah, I Bellatrix, just thought it sounded is a character, and oh. Beatrix Potter is a, a, an author. <laughs> and there's another one that we've got that is just the, the title, just says, Thanks. Not sure for what, but thanks. And um, it's quite a very pleasant and short review. It just says, quite nice, cheerio. And that is by... (laughs) (laughs) That's by Mysterious Deadhead. So very mysterious, but also... I can see why he's mysterious, yeah. But but very pleasant as well. Or her. That's like my perfect social interaction, you know, if I see someone on the street (laughs) and they said that to me, I'd be like, yeah. Quite nice, cheerio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, thank you. Like like we've said before, we will shill to the good reviews. So if you, if you leave us a nice review or a funny review that's still nice, we'll read them out. We'll, you'll get your time to shine. And uh, we're very appreciative of it because it's the, the way that will help us grow. Um, speaking of helping us grow, as with all of our other social channels that I'm going to mention in a second, we are now on YouTube. Um, I've just been uploading the episodes that we've got taking a little bit longer so at the moment we've got episodes seven and eight i believe up there and i'm working my way backwards for everything and then going forwards we will start adding them as well and you know who knows we might do some other stuff never know maybe we're not on film yet so you don't have the uh, yeah there's no you, you don't, don't have get to tolerate to... jordan's face as yeah. he's talking about this you know can't you can't stare at us just yet but um if you fancy just flicking it up on youtube just... maybe one day yeah so maybe one day but also yeah if you just want to just subscribe to that channel in in prerequisite of what may come next then you can do or if you just want to i don't know if you're at work or whatever and you don't have your phone to hand for some reason you can get to youtube you can listen to us on there um if you want to find us you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at movie mouthfuls as always you can also find myself over on twitter at the film fella underscore as mentioned and as rib tickled as uh, as i am at the the jibes um i do have a youtube channel as well called the film fella <laughs> I will be doing some stuff. I did say coming into this before we recorded today, I was talking to Adam and we were catching up. I did start recording a video, so I'm getting there. <laughs> One may, yeah, he recorded, One a may video, appear. He recorded a video about fucking training day, <laughs> 20-year-old film. I might do one on Bond because um, uh, the last thing that I sort of posted out on my, my Twitter account was my sort of like, you know, 60 character review of the new Bond film. It's all right. Go watch it. I, I, tw- <laughs> I tweeted, I don't know why, but I tweeted that I, I just to test the water that I could potentially be um, a, a picture of me in a tuxedo, um, which was photoshopped terribly next to all the um, current candidates to be the next Bond. I thought, why, why couldn't I be the next James Bond? But that, that's what everyone should aspire to be, really, is why can't you be anything? Anything that you want to be. This is the inspirational part of the pod now, where we tell people. <laughs> I could be like a rugged, you know, like James Bond. I don't know if this is in one of the books, but maybe, you know, he's not quite as, as uh, sartorially tight as he normally would be. He's let himself go a little bit. He's grown a big, nice, powerful beard. And, you know, maybe he's in some... Uh, Has to save the world by getting out of, a like, giant a Cinnabon thing, thingy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I could do it. You don't have to say much as James Bond, do you? 
Yeah. Prepared to fry, Mr. Bond. Oh, man. <laughs> I should have even gone down this avenue. I knew you were just going to drop out a bunch of these terrible puns. Uh, um, as as always, he doesn't like to say where he is, and potentially you are only listening to this because he's here. But if you haven't heard of him before, you can go find Beard Meets Food on YouTube, or you can just type in Beard Meets Food on most platforms, and he'll appear. And that might <laughs> start. Not like I'm fucking Candyman. I mean, I didn't, you will get to see my content. I want to appear in real life. Don't disappoint these people. You see people saying beard meets food in the mirror three times. Like, Where is he? It's <laughs> the drive-thru. It's the, open your leaving out like a five guys, like a, a bacon milkshake for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you fancy sending in any questions or you've got anything that you want to say, you can tweet us or you can chuck us an email at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com. Also, this is the bit where Adam recoils in his uh, stool. So if you want to support the podcast... <laughs> In a, in a monetary sense, you can head over to patreon.com slash moviemouthfuls if you wish to do so and chuck in a quid or whatever you fancy doing. Again, our one and only Patreon at the moment, Martin, thank you for, for doing that. Um, it's also been noticed that you've also bought one of our t-shirts. Speaking of which, you can buy t-shirts at moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com. If you uh, use the code mouthfuls, you will get 10% off. I've just added some lovely, nice, warm hoodies to oh, the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some hoodies. So I've, you I've tried the t-shirt make... where you, and you've got like, I hoodies. haven't ordered the hoodies yet. I only oh, made them okay. the other day. But we've, we've you know, I'm, I'm rocking the merch today. I've got a nice compliment from Beard. Um, I've given him a shirt, so it may appear. One day, I'm, hope, I'm hoping to God that it appears on something. <laughs> but yeah if you if you want a shirt if you want a mug we've got a couple of different shirt designs a mug and a hoodie how would you explain buying a, a mug that, that having a mug that says movie mouthfuls podcast in your house well i would explain it by it's a pretty damn interesting and exciting podcast and uh, and then when said person is like what is that you'd be like you should listen to this podcast too and then they will take it to work and other people will be like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? I'm just doing a round of coffees. You know, you know when people used to do that. We had a shitty I can't believe you machine, actually answered the question. It was a largely rhetorical question. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. The, I have to say, the shirts do look quite good. Surprisingly good. There you good. go. I'm um, going to put that on the website. It's the quote. quote. It says, surprisingly good. Um, and the cheap. We're not trying to rip people off. We're trying to make them as cheap as chips. We're, we're not trying we're, to... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I want to say thanks to uh, Martin, though. Um, I don't know why you're such an enthusiastic fan of what we're doing here, but I very much appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and as mentioned, all of any anything that comes from the support, either Patreon or from the merch, will go back into the podcast. No, I'll, I'll nick it and put it towards my next <laughs> Christmas single. All <laughs> <laughs> that. As always, big thank you to Lee for all the music on the pod. Um, you know, the, the merch wouldn't exist as would none of our sort of like new promotional material without Damon. So thank you for all of the awesome artwork because it, it looks sick, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, we will be back very soon. But until then, remember to look both ways when you roller skate. Otherwise, your careless actions may affect another or somehow your shenanigans might give you a new lifelong friend. So maybe don't look both ways. Any more to add to that? Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Shall we, shall we go? I'll see you in a bit. Peace. My tummy is rumbling or something rotten. I don't know if, if that's going to come out on the podcast or not, but it's, it's got a mind of its own right now. Well, I didn't hear anything, but um, I'm just out of... <laughs> <laughs>